Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not everybody. It's just it's just in and out of the huddle, like approaching the line of scrimmage. I want us to operate faster. I mean, I think once the ball is snapped, I think you do see good effort. It's, it's all that pre-snap stuff. There is Matt LaFleur earlier this week uh, talking about uh, lack of energy, lack of effort, uh, and his concern about the Packers' first-string offense. It's the Wendy's Big Show on 105.7 FM. The fancy Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, Packer Hall of Famer, uh, Leroy Butler, Anthony Mandela producing, and on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, live from Green Bay, getting ready for Packers and Texans tonight in Lambeau Field. He is Mike Clemens. Good afternoon, Michael. Hey, guys. Okay, Mike, so first things first, uh, his concern about this Packers offense, you've seen uh, this offense for years with Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback with Mike McCarthy. Does it look like uh, any type of lack of urgency to you compared to what you've watched in years past? No, it's just it's the consistency of uh, the, the way the huddle, the command of the huddle, how quickly they break. He wants them to run to the line. Sometimes they do quick snap. Uh, they've got fast motion. They want to get the play going uh, a lot quicker. And there's times where, and it's not necessarily on Aaron Rodgers doing his old, you know, Omaha, let's read the defense and, and, and have an audible change uh, necessarily that's going on. Um, he's just trying to get through to these guys. Everybody's got to pick it up. Uh, getting to the line, getting set, uh, and, and ready for a quick snap is what the message he wants the offense to put on the defense every time. He doesn't want the defense to think that there's going to be time to make a substitution. Okay, so let me ask you this. Is this a situation where kind of like in basketball, you know, there's a goal of how many shots you want to get up in a basketball game for an offense. Is there a number of plays that LaFleur is trying to achieve on a game-to-game basis, and that's why he is so anxious to get these guys to the line of scrimmage as soon as they can? That's a pretty good question. You know, I remember McCarthy saying he'd like to get to 75 plays a game too. That might be part of it as well. Now, I just think LaFleur is trying to change the culture from a standpoint of, um, you know, it, defenses are keen enough to make uh, substitutions before the play clock runs down that can negate the play. And that, you know, you, in order to create confusion, you've got to get the ball off faster. And LaFleur was also saying this, um, you know, just about what he wants to see tonight from backup quarterback from Deshaun Kaiser and Tim Boyle. Stop. You know, if the if you don't see the first read and you start to roll out and you're in the flats, stop trying to go to four different progressions or overthinking it. Just you know, just pre-snap say, you know, one and two, these are probably pretty good, and then just try and make the play. Stick with it, be decisive, and you'll probably be just as effective than if you try to take a play to four or five seconds holding the ball in your hand and trying to make a completion or ending up having to just throw the ball away. Yeah, Mike, who are the guys uh, that you're going to be looking at? Not so much uh, for your job, just for media, just Mike Clemens, the I am football, know more than anybody. 
Who are you looking for? For me, Kyle Facker, I want him to build off of last year. And for me, on offense is Scanlon. Scanlon has to separate himself. So people won't keep talking about this Jake Kumaro stuff. Because if he doesn't separate himself, Jake Kumaro will get a lot of his targets. And he may be on the verge of not making a team in the future. So Scanlon has to separate on offense. And I want to see Kyle Facker separate himself on defense. Well, it'd be fun to see Deshaun Kaiser, who's got a gun, you know, to actually connect on one. But there's any bullets in it. Uh, you know you got a gun, but there's any bullets in it. Well, it's just, it's, he just is not a consistent. And I think when LaFleur was talking about quarterbacks, he was talking about Kaiser, too. You know, Kaiser can, can make some great, nice, steady plays over the middle. Occasionally he can hit one deep. And there's other times where he stands back there and he just looks lost with the ball and he's not decisive. Tim Boyle seems to get the ball out of his hands a little bit faster. He's just not the, he's not the big, tall, physical quarterback that Kaiser is. So that's why they've got this head-scratching thing going on. And Manny Wilkins is a guy who's going to run around and scramble in the fourth quarter and probably make some ex- exciting Taysom Hill kinds of plays. But I don't know if you know, he's up for you know, winning the job as the backup to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that Rashawn Gary uh, makes a statement tonight and I'll line it up outside. 52. The uh, the Texans are trying to reinvent uh, their offensive line. Deshaun Watson got sacked 62 times mm, last year, mm, mm. you know, which led the league. Um, of course, he carries the ball a lot as well. Uh, but they, you know, they got to do a better job protecting him. They've got some new guys on offensive line tonight. They got this Max Scaling guy that went to high school here in Green Bay that folks up here are excited about. But yeah, I I think Rashawn Gary making some big plays. That. That Mike Clemens, the fan, would be would have some fun seeing that. But in terms of, you know, really, I think the list of things to do is you've got to find a third running back, and pretty quick. I don't yeah, know what's that's going a good on. One. That's a good I don't, one. I don't know what's going on with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, but, you know, you say the word hamstring and running back, and I get nervous. Well, and, and the Packers waved Corey Grant today, uh, one of the running backs they had just picked up. He's already gone. Picked up one yesterday, two awful waivers, and they got rid of Jason Spriggs. And, uh, but they've got to – and Trey Carson, the guy that they picked up from the Bengals, he had neck spasms, so I don't know if he's going to dress. Uh, mm. So it's really on Dexter Williams, the six-round pick out of Notre Dame. And I thought during family night that Dexter had made a couple of nice plays in blitz pickup, and I asked LaFleur about it Sunday morning. He says, yeah, I, I don't think you saw the film. He did not finish in those pass protection blocks. So – They've got all those kinds of things that they're thinking about right now, about what they need for a third running back. If you know Jamal or Aaron Jones go down, they need a guy that can pass protect as well as run the football 48% of the time. Now this Danny Vitale guy, this seems this dude seems to have made the team as a fullback and he's really versatile. But you've got to have a third running back if you're going to run the offense I think LaFleur wants to run. All right, other moves today as well. The Packers wave former draft pick outside linebacker Kendall Donerson uh, with the injured uh, label on its left come to a settlement with him. Yeah, Kendall, too, didn't show much last year, got injured early in camp, has been on the sidelines for the whole part of camp. And this is a little bit different. This is not Ted Thompson saying, oh, the poor kid, you know, let's give him another chance there. Like Jason Spriggs, you know, three years of injuries. Of course, you know, you you used a second-round pick and drafted up to get him. Can I tell you a quick Jason Spriggs story? Sure. Do you remember I told you that I was I was on a show with Bill Pullian, a network radio show, and this was two years ago at this time in camp. 
and Spriggs was coming back for a second year. And out of nowhere, Bill Polian goes, well, Mike, let me ask you about this offensive tackle, Jason Spriggs, uh, out of Indiana. What, what do you make of him? And I said, well, you know, he's had some injuries. I said, you know, on paper, this looks like a guy who could be a starting tackle within a year or two because of his height, his bone structure. Uh, but the feet still aren't there in terms for pass protection. And he's had some problems with injuries. And there was this pause, and Bill Pullian said, yeah, I think Ted made a reach there. I didn't understand that pick at all. And I thought that was – I was so impressed. That, you know, maybe it's because Bill is Indy, Indianapolis-based and maybe he watches Hoosier football or just the fact the guy still – you know, runs a draft board, knows everybody. But he thought that Ted was way over his head in trading up in the second round to get a guy like Jason Spriggs, who he thought was just an average football player in college. So now here we are three years later. Remember, the year before last, he, he dislocated the knee. They had to cart him off of that. But fortunately, he got through without surgery. But the one, he, one day, the first day they put on shoulder pads here in this camp, his Balaga needed a veteran's rest day. He pulls this muscle in his back, and he's been out, you know, since the first day in pads. And at this point, Brian Goodikin says, I am not waiting three, four years for these guys. If you can't play, you're gone. And he's waved them, and they've moved on. It's just crazy. The Packers also bring in another safety, a familiar face, Michael, back to the Packers camp. They were high on Ivory M. Campbell last year, and I, I think he played in about four games. He blew out his knee, uh, an ACL, I believe it was on special teams, but there was a pretty good buzz on that guy at safety. And, you know, Kentrell Bryce went down, and HaHa Clinton Dix got bounced out of the team and uh, traded uh, to the Redskins. And so that safety is still a big question mark tonight, Lee. I mean, you got Adrian Amos back there, Darnell Savage Jr. You use his second pick in the second round. They're mm-hmm. gradually bringing him back. Now, he's projected to be your starter when you go up against the Chicago Bears in prime time. But the kid that's getting a lot of snaps, I think you'll see again tonight, is this number 21. Natrell Jamison from the Badgers that they've moved from corner. They'll, I see Mike Pettin letting him go single high. I mean, they trust this kid's judgment so far and how he plays the ball. So between him and then the, the very stocky, you know, built Raven Green. Yeah, Raven. I was going to ask about Raven Green. How was it? They seen, he'd been getting a lot of mentions from the coaches. Yeah, he get, yeah, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pettin uses him as that hybrid linebacker guy to move up too because, mm-hmm. because of his build and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's still, there's still a big question mark there after Adrian Amos and Savage, I guess, eventually will be there. But they, you know, safety gets beat up and they need another couple there. And that's still a big question mark for tonight. And so we'll see. Deshaun Watson's going to play a couple of series, I think. Um, JJ Watt is not. He's got a, a groin injury. Oh God, this is the this is the bad part though. So AJ McCarron is there on the sidelines talking to Jordy Nelson when Jordy came to practice the other day, and I thought, oh yeah, that's right. These two guys were together, you know, with uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders for Jordy's year with the Raiders. So McCarron's now the number two quarterback in Houston, and later in Tuesday's practice, he jacks his right thumb on his throwing hand. Mm-hmm. They think he's going to miss the rest of the preseason. You know who's playing quarterback for most of the game tonight for the Texans, Sparky? Who? Joe Webb. Yeah, Vikings remember? fame. <laughs> yeah, remember Joe that Webb. guy? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it was Leslie Frazier. He'd run out of bullets. Christian Ponder had an elbow. It was a wild card playoff, a Lambeau. Packers easily won 24-10. Joe Webb, he's like a special teams guy. He's played some quarterback and all. He's played all, on all, all different sides of the football. He played for the Ravens. He's 32 years old. He may be 
taking most of the snaps at quarterback tonight for the Texans. That's going to be a long night. Hey, uh, how much do you make out of the depth chart, Mike Clemens, that was uh, put out today where Kumaro is three and Geronimo Allison is four, St. Brown is like seven or eight or something on that depth chart? What do you make of that first depth chart from the Packers? I think that reflects what we see in practice, Sparky. I mean, Kumaro is a go-to guy. And LaFleur you know, doesn't call out players by name. He's calling out Jake Kumaro by name. I mean, right now, if you had to play a real game tomorrow, this guy's got the trust of Aaron Rodgers and apparently the head coach. So, um, you know, he's and he's he looks bigger. He's bigger in person. He's six foot four, and and he, he's tough. You know, he's, he plays. He uh, jammed his finger the other night in family night. Still caught a couple of balls after that and got through the practices the last couple of days. They're pretty high on this guy. Beautiful. There he is, Mike Clemens, live from Green Bay. Uh, you can hear some of his stuff uh, tonight as well in the Uptown Motors Green and Gold Post Game Show live from Hinterland Brewery with Bill Michaels and Gary Ellerson. Have a good evening. Enjoy the game, Mike. Thank you, Sparky Leroy. There he Take is, care, Michael Clemens on the Great Midwest Bank Highline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? No further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.